Hey everyone, this is Cassie and Michelle with Cutting Through the Noise, and today we're talking about the Traction Channel SEO. What does that stand for, Michelle? <laughs> Search Engine Optimization. Cool. What a fancy marketing term. I hate how marketers just make all these terrible terms that no one knows. So many acronyms. Yeah, acronyms and like search engine optimization like it's just very engine marketing right yeah (laughs) the name is self-explanatory i guess like you're optimizing for your search engines but um i searched the um, definition and moz said that it is the practice of increasing the quantity and quality of traffic to your website through organic search engine results so i thought that it was interesting um that it brought up quantity and quality because sometimes we're just concerned about like the number of people that show up on your site. But I guess those numbers don't mean much if they're, you know, just people looking for something that you're not offering. So yeah, that's um, a good thing to remember is that it's about quantity and quality. Um, so I think today we want to talk about how t- different types of content can help optimize your website, SEO, um, talking about SEO. So let's start with blogs. Um, we both write some blogs for various clients and for ourselves here at Pintler Group. Um, what are some things, Michelle, that you do to make sure that your blogs are, have SEO? Are, yeah. Are SEO. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> are optimized, optimized for search Optimized, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of different things that I think about, you know, as I'm writing my blog, you want to take the time, you know, obviously get your topic mm-hmm. uh, finalized but like just take a moment to look at keywords because um, when it comes to blog writing you know what really helps with you know optimizing for that stuff is to look at keywords that you're including in your in your text um, and then think about links that you want to add to the blog mm-hmm. um, so yeah when you're planning you know to write and include keywords in your blogs um, there's a couple different types of keywords that you can kind of explore there's um, something called fathead keywords Mm -hmm. which are you know uh large volume searches per month and so those will be words like if i'm selling shoes if i want words like tennis shoes or just regular shoes as my keyword Mm -hmm. you know those are very high volumes but might not you know you might not rank very high organically on that unless you're already a pretty established brand because so many people are using that so many people yeah so then the other strategy is this uh, term long tail keywords and Mm -hmm. those are words where they're very specific almost phrases if you will so that could be like i don't know i really want uh tennis shoes for hiking and or running or something like that like very long and specific or you can focus on something that maybe your product really excels at like Mm -hmm. maybe my tennis shoes have I don't know, really like thick soles or something. Right, good arch support. Arch something. support, yeah. So those are kind of like words that you should explore and mm-hmm. then see how the monthly volume, and again, you can search for that kind of data on the Google Search Console, kind of see how how many uh, volume searches there are in a month and then try to incorporate those words into your writing. Sure. And so that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, I know we're not talking about social right now, but keywords <laughs> kind of remind me of hashtags or vice versa. Yeah. Like when you're choosing a hashtag, you don't just want to do like hashtag food because you're probably going to get lost in all the posts. But if you do, um, you know, hashtag um, Korean food in Boston or something, like yeah. less people search it, but you're more likely to be found for a specific meaning. So. Exactly, yeah. Similar to keywords. Yeah, it's crazy how all these different channels you know you can kind of yeah implement the same strategies yeah same for thinking. sure yeah um, I think that that's the digital world kind of like piggybacks off of itself I guess yeah. in different ways <laughs> yeah um so and yeah. then 
Yeah. And then the other thing that I mentioned about what I think about when I'm writing my blogs is, you know, you do some research into what you're trying to write about mm-hmm. and just trying to um, incorporate links into your blogs. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I read a blog, it's always like, yeah, I don't know, at least 10 links that are hyperlinked in there that you can, that'll, you know, move your traffic off mm-hmm. the, the blog. And this process of bringing in the links really helps make your, um, it, it just kind of increases your reputation on the, on the organic search side. Right. Um, cause the more that you link to reputable sites, the more Google's going to be like, Oh, or Bing or whoever your right. preferred search engine <laughs> is. But, yeah. Right. Typically it's Google, but yeah. the more you do that, the more they're kind of picking up on the fact like, Oh, Hey, this is linking to more reputable sites. Like this must be a reputable thing. So let's maybe boost its ranking organically. Yeah. yeah I think that links are important because not only, um, what does Google call it? Spiders? Oh, bots. Bots. Bots yeah. that cr- crawl through um, basically your content and they're more likely to rank your content higher or your website higher if it does have these links that are in and out and if other people link you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that links help people stay on your content longer from an organic side because it's more interesting to them. Like you said, it builds better reputation for your content. I know I like when blogs I read, yeah, have hyperlinks that I can continue to read about the topic with. So I think that both of those are important. Yeah. Well, and back in the day too, um, before Google really got smart about, I guess, how to optimize and, and create that algorithm for finding the right. marketable sites. Back in the way, back in the day, a really quick tactic a lot of people do is that you to improve your search organic rankings, what they would do is you take keywords that you mm-hmm. wanted people to find and you'd put it at the end of your blog and then put it in white text. Oh, so it wouldn't even show up, but then Google's still reading it on the site and so it would drive it. But then again, mm-hmm. if you do these kind of tactics, like chances are you're not going to get the right content to the people that are searching for it and vice versa. Right, so. you're not going to have that organic benefit of people actually reading content that's important to them. Yeah. And Google's getting smarter, so. Oh, yeah, they'll dock you for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. if they see it, they're like, mm No. Not reputable. <laughs> I know. Have you, um, more recently, I haven't really seen any of those blogs, but I felt, I feel like when, a while ago, it would be common to come across, come across a blog that was just, like, packed full of one word. It's like every other <laughs> sentence has that word three times and, or multiple words, and it just, it's not good yeah. to read. And like if the point it's of having stuffing, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. If the point of having like good SEO and the reason you're doing these keyword the keyword stuffing is to get more people to your website, but then you're not giving them anything to read that's valuable because you're keyword stuffing. Yeah. It's like doesn't make really a lot of sense. So Yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. Like again, yeah. maybe a long tail strategy is a better way to go because it's if you can get specific, you're going to hit the people that are actually right. looking for what you're looking for. Yeah, it's probably good selling. to find a little bit of balance um, yeah. with those two types of keywords. Absolutely. Um so a few other things that I have written down um, that are important for blog content, um, internal, external links like you mentioned, keywords. Um, one thing that I find really interesting is answers to questions, um, mm-hmm. like more specific questions. I think that this is a little bit harder to do because you have to plan it specifically, but Google is starting to, or I guess they have for a while, but they're starting to get really good at it. Um, if someone Googles a specific question, mm-hmm. Google can find the site that has a specific answer and pop it up for you. Like I really yeah. like when Google tells me the answer <laughs> from a random blog site. Um, so a trick that I was just reading about the other day actually is if you have a specific question that your blog is answering, literally write it in one sentence, like somewhere in the Mm -hmm. blog, if you're answering, um, what is SEO? One of your sentences should be SEO is dot, 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 you know? And so that's a really interesting 
thing that Google's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that helped me so much through my graduate degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, know, right. What's the answer to this question? All right. Google took me right to it. <laughs> yeah. Someone knew this and they wrote a blog yeah, about it. Exactly. That's so true. Um, <laughs> next, I think that having images is interesting for both Google and for the readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another piece that has multi-sides. And then when you're talking about images, it is important to make sure that you're using alternative text, which increases the readability of your um, blog post for maybe people whose internet isn't loading for their images or, you know, whatever the situation might be. Um, it just makes it easier to read um, for both real people and for Google. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, and especially images in blogs, I mean, this might be going yeah. a little bit off on, you know, engaging content, but that's really huge. And especially if you're able to incorporate like infographics, mm-hmm. like especially if you're reading some article that includes a lot of stats, like I'd highly recommend doing the infographic route. So Definitely. images have the text in there, but mm-hmm. and a healthy mix of that is always mm-hmm. a very engaging blog. Yeah, I think so too. And infographics are actually another piece of content that really help your SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, even like if you just have it on your homepage or something that's not in your blog. That's you can just, have those buzzwords That's a bonus it. tip, yeah. <laughs> As we're talking about alternative text for images, um, that goes to the readability point, how easy it is to read, you know, whether you have headings or bullet points or these types of um, writing tactics. And we're not going to dive into that too much because Sean is actually working on a blog post about readability that we can tag in. So um, we'll incorporate this. a link to this podcast yeah. <laughs> in the blog, actually. So. Ooh, look at that. We're <laughs> using our own tips. Um, yeah, so check that out if you're interested in more tips for making your blog um, readable for humans and Google yeah. <laughs> or other search engines. Um, so the next piece of content, well, do you have anything else about blogs? I was just going to go back to just links as well. Like yeah. you mentioned the internal, external um which I think I only touched on external, but we kind of have like our own little rule of thumb where like we usually try in every one of our blogs to incorporate three internal links and three external links at Mm -hmm. minimum. Um, And just for those who aren't quite sure about the difference between the two, internal is like linking within your own site. Mm -hmm. Um, So we often find to be successful with our blogs is to link to either another blog or a a topic that might be able to um, cross over. And mm-hmm. so we'll include those, um, same for our clients. And then yeah. external are, again, just other blog pieces that are related to the topic, or maybe you're trying to, um, yeah, just link to another site or something that is yeah. outside of your domain. Yeah, that was a good clarification because I didn't um, really know the difference between those either at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, internal links are fun because then people could just keep searching within your site and see more of what you have to offer. and. Um, we always try to link the homepage of whatever business we're working with. Um, products are super easy too. Yeah, yeah, just definitely. Constant, like, oh, hey, let's just spam this blog. With, right. What about this shirt or yeah. these shoes? <laughs> or have you heard about this that we're doing? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, cool. Anything else about blogs? Nah. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Video can also be a way to increase SEO. Um, you know, Google likes unique types of media, which Mm -hmm. blogs are included, um, infographics like we briefly talked about, um, and video clips are another example. So I just wrote down a few tips for video SEO. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So first, you want to make sure that you're using a good hosting site that, you know, is reliable and is something that Google sort of trusts. So I feel like YouTube is a Google company. If you host your videos on YouTube, that's probably a good choice. Probably. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's other options too if you don't want to have like the YouTube logo or something. Um, We post most of our videos to YouTube. Then YouTube allows you to embed your videos maybe into your website, blog posts, etc. 
and embedding them into your website is great for SEO again because those little bots crawl through and they like engaging content but if you just embed like the same video on all of your pages Google also knows that um, smarter right <laughs> yeah just I, I guess keep that in mind keep it engaging keep your audience in mind that's what Google wants is you to have engaging content for your audience so yeah. if you're trying to trick Google then you're probably not giving your audience what is going to be successful yeah chances are you're not really going to be able to rank higher organically and that's the whole point of seo is to improve your position totally so then a few other quick tips is to include an engaging thumbnail excuse me on um the videos that way someone sees the image that's on the video and they're like wow i really want to watch this or that topic looks interesting same with the title and description of the video you know we try to ask questions with our titles so that Mm -hmm. when someone types what is seo maybe this podcast video will show up um because there's a good chance that'll be the title of our podcast (laughs) and um same with the description you know using keywords and other, I don't know, pieces of information that are important to the video within the description. Um, And YouTube gives opportunity to add tags, Mm -hmm. um, which is also important. So, you know, using those same methods Michelle talked about for blogs to find keywords for your videos. And then it's also important to include transcripts in your videos, um, especially if there's just a lot of talking. That's kind of like the readability sort of thing. Like people can... Um, well, that'll come up too in um, searches as well. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. If you're something and then it's relevant to your transcript and what you're talking about, it, you, it's sometimes it's easier for people to just click on those mm-hmm. links and be like, oh, I can either watch the video or I can just read it. Yeah, and I think um, there are a lot of ways to combine blog and video content. And one of the ways is to create a blog that's a transcript of your video yeah. um, that people can either click and watch the video or they can read through it in the blog Um, because like you just said some people would prefer to read a few quick questions instead of watching a whole video yeah well we do that with our podcast as well right yeah 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 totally so those are kind of the little tips that I had for video content what else I think like I said the two things that when you you can take away from this for sure is engaging content and Mm -hmm. making sure that you know you're getting those keywords and everything and then link building I think that's the best way to really improve mm-hmm. your, your organic search, yeah. search rating. Yeah, definitely. And Kyle is working on um, a video as we speak to about how there's hundreds of <laughs> ranking factors for SEO in Google and different so search many. engines. I don't think it's important for marketers to stay up all night every day reading Google's new, um, you know, factors because they're constantly changing. Um, They can change multiple times a day, really. And so it's important to find the ones that, you know, can be kind of your guidelines for when you're creating content and that you sort of keep up with big changes. Like when Google started pulling answers from blog posts to the top of the organic search, that's something that's important for people to pay attention to. Now Google is starting to pull podcasts organically to position zero in organic search. And that's something that people should pay attention to. Um, So there are these... It's kind of different changes <laughs> that happen, but you know, if Google changes the alt text of an image down five positions on the <laughs> ranking factors, I don't think that that is super important for you to lose sleep over. Yeah, just always, I mean, it's just like anything else in digital marketing. It's right. ever evolving, always changing, um, just constantly test it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, test it, be aware. I mean, that's the fun part about digital marketing. It's not just the same thing day over day. day. Yeah, you can't just like plug it into an equation and write a perfect blog post. So yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess check out that video that Kyle's talking about. I think he's going to talk about the few factors that you really should pay attention to. Yeah, I think that that's sort of what we've got here for the podcast. So make sure you check out 
the blog and the video on the same topic. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Cassie. Mm-hmm.